All right. I know it's probably annoying that the beginning of every episode I have a guest, I'm like, this interview is so good. <laughs> really, I've had some of the coolest people on the show. And this interview with Kate Matheson is just incredible. Kate is a friend of mine. She's a business coach for health and wellness practitioners. She's also a clinic owner. Her husband is a chiropractor and her and her husband, Darcy, own a clinic, a chiropractic clinic in Canada. She's a longtime serial entrepreneur. She's built six businesses over the past 11 years, and she's spent the last five helping practitioners build their own consistent, fully booked practices without waiting years or sacrificing their quality of care or burning out on marketing. So she has a really cool program called Booked Up Blueprint, and we have some mutual students, meaning I have some students from Holistic Marketing Hub that have taken her course and vice versa, and they're really complimentary. They really just are beautiful together. And Kate is just this wealth of knowledge. I just absolutely think you're going to love this conversation. Even if you're an online business only, I think you will still get a lot of golden nuggets out of this talk. So here we go. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. All right, Kate, welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified. I'm so happy you're here. I am so happy to be here and actually have our conversations recorded for once. <laughs> I know. Kate and I have like, the. I always leave my virtual, I call them like virtual coffees with Kate feeling so inspired and like just so seen. You just yeah. have a way. I'm always like... Okay. All right. You know, like there is somebody who gets it. So yeah, um, I think we have similar philosophies. We have very similar philosophies, which I, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I always leave like feeling like, okay, I'm not crazy. Right. Right. Um, so Kate, tell us a little bit about you kind of a loaded question. Yeah. yeah. You're always, you're like a serial entrepreneur, but start with what you do now. So people can have a little context. Yeah. So, I mean, now I kind of still do two things. I'm like perpetually multi-passionate, but I'm a business coach for health and wellness practitioners. And I really help practitioners of all kinds to build genuine fully booked practices without having to like have that hustle heavy mentality forever. And then I'm also a clinic owner myself. I own a sports therapy clinic with my husband who is a chiropractor. So we've got, we're up to lots of fun things right now. But do you also like flip houses or something? Not flip houses. You like remodel houses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like my first business was in real estate. My family is in real estate. I've like had Airbnbs. And so I've always kind of also been in the real estate world. Um, so this past year, yeah, I also was just like doing some project management renovations for friends. We've been like, <laughs> we've renovated our house and things. So yeah, like when I say multi-passionate, I, I love to be in a lot of different worlds, but I, I feel like I attract a lot of people like that too, who are like, I want to be a yoga teacher and also do Reiki and also have these group programs and do all these different things. And like, you, you totally can maybe not all at once, but like, eventually you can be doing lots of things. <laughs> yeah. So your program, your signature program is called mm-hmm. booked up blueprint. How did yeah. that come to, to fruition? Like, how did that come to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. So I was in real estate. I also had an online meal planning subscription service. Like I had a few different businesses. Yes. I had a few different, this is like my, I've had six businesses in like the last 12 years. So I had those businesses and, but I was kind of like transitioning out of them. And I was doing some like business consulting, kind of like small business consulting on the side and kind of starting to work more with health practitioners. Like I was doing sales trainings in Cairo clinics and working with yoga studios and gyms and things like that. And that kind of like happened because of, you know, so many different reasons. I saw my husband wasn't learning anything about business in chiropractic school and like, wasn't being set up for success, like as a business owner. And so I kind of started working with the health practitioners But then my husband got a job working with the Chinese Olympic wrestling team in Beijing. 
And so that was like, he got hired, I would say like May, 2018. And so we were like, okay, we're moving. And so this business that I was kind of starting to create, going to all these health and wellness practices in person, I was like, okay, I got to move this online. And like, I'm really going to go all in on this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to create a course. And it was like pretty new back then. Like it wasn't as popular to create courses, but kind of, kind of getting there. And so I learned like, how do you create a course and, you know, really kind of build a sales funnel. And I had some like amazing support in doing that. Like I hired an ads manager who actually like gave me some gold nuggets that have really guided me. And I have to say, and so, yeah, then it was sort of like just part of our situation that I was like, I guess this is what I'm doing and I'm going to launch this program. So I launched it in like mid 2018 and and now I've had it for, for five plus years and I love it. So you, y'all actually moved to China. Yeah. Yeah. We lived in Beijing for like end of 2018, 2019. And then we moved to Bali in 2020. And then thank you, COVID, we ended up coming home early, but you know, it was like a blessing in disguise because we got to be here to renovate our house and open our clinic and be a bit more hands-on in that process. So, you know, good thing, bad thing, who knows? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wild story. eh? We like moved to Bali. I mean, you know, what China, Bali, it's no big deal. The joys of working online, right? Like we yeah. had so much more freedom and, and, you know, Darcy, my husband was working with some surfers in Bali. So like we were just kind of rolling with that lifestyle for a little bit, which was, which was really sweet. And I mean, now with the clinic, we're like a little bit more homebound, but, but we love that now too. So you have, what I love about you and your business is that you're not one of those, you know, that phrase, those who can't do teach mm-hmm. you're, you're like the antithesis of that phrase. So you had your course and then you came and applied your own teachings to your own clinic and it worked. Yeah. yeah. And, and people kind of, I don't think realize like when I'm working with practitioners, I don't think they realize like how much I actually use this stuff. Like when we were starting our own practice, I literally pulled all my workbooks from my program and I would sit with Darcy and we would go through them and I would ask him the prompts and questions. And like, we used my program to build our practice. And like, we still use so many of the systems that I teach. We put them into, you know, like really let them infiltrate into our practice. And so, yeah, I walk the walk. I practice what I preach like every single day. What I love about your program is, and this is not me knocking, like I have spent probably, gosh, $30,000 over the past three years on like high-end coaches. Like I I believe in coaching. Like it has, it has a Mm -hmm. quantum leap to my business. So this is not me knocking a high-end coach. But when I first started my business, I remember I paid like $900 for my first business mm-hmm. coach. And I was like, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, so what I love about your program is I'm not saying it's just for beginners, but I'm just saying it's, it's like such an approachable, mm-hmm. affordable investment Yeah, that works, that gets yeah. people results. That was really, really important to me. I'm actually glad you acknowledged that because yeah, I think and that's not, and like, again, it's not to say don't pay $3,000, for a program. I've done the same thing, but there's seasons for it in your, your life. And it's like going to spend $3,000 on a website when you have no yeah. clients, like yeah. maybe not the best thing. And, and for me, like, I just love getting this out to a lot of people. I think, honestly, I wish it was in schools that mm. they were learning these business foundations. And so I like to make it accessible for people at all points in their, in their practice, whether they're just starting out or they're just going out on their own after being an associate for many years, or, or honestly, I work with people who have been, you know, practicing for eight, 10, 15 years, but just haven't been able to get it to the level that they want. And honestly, I just don't believe that you always have to pay more to, to get more value. Well, and so I always say that like marketing is like, it, it frustrates a lot of the people that we work with because they're so like science minded and they want it mm-hmm. to be this, like, you know, X, Y, Z, this is how it goes. Like this, yeah. this blueprint. Like you just said, it's blueprint. Yeah. And I always say like, so much of it is an art and not a science and the same with business growth, right? Like there's going to be the art times, but there are also some just like unmistakable foundations yeah. that work every time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we like tend to 
overlook those. We're always like looking mm. for the like secret sauce, the magic the pill, like, yeah, the hack. What and look, do? I love the hacks. Like if yeah. like my program is filled with hacks because there are of course things that are going to make it easier. But I think we, like you said, overlook the foundations because honestly those take a little bit more work, right? Like oh it God, takes a little bit more work yeah. and effort and time to really hash out your messaging and your focus and what you're about. Like those things you can't do in 30 seconds, but it'll serve you so much better. Right. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit. I mean, obviously I'm not asking you to give your program away and we, yeah. even if that was, we couldn't cover it in this short amount of time, <laughs> but like, give me like, if you were to pick like two or three things that you're like, I always, these are like things I'm always telling people that they overlook. Gosh. Honestly, I think <laughs> I there's so many things, but yeah. the two main things that I think, I, I think the reality is like when you are, practitioner or you're new to kind of the business side, it can be really tempting to just look at what other people are doing. Right. And, and, and there's value in that, but what happens when you just check out other people's websites or you see what they're doing on social or whatever is you're only seeing what's in front of you when yes. so much of oh it gosh. is behind the scenes. Yes. And so I would say like the three main things that are behind the scenes happening that are like way more important than the stuff you can see is one strategy. And, and when I say like, I feel like that's like such a buzzword strategy, but like, I really just mean like, what is your overall plan? Like, what are the steps or the pieces that you're going to build into your practice? And how is each one going to fit together? And how is each one going to serve you? Just understanding that. And actually like, I have a video on Instagram on like understanding your customer journey and like that can be your strategy, right? Just like understand the direction you're going so that you're not just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and then none of it fits together. None of it works. And that takes a little, like, that's often what you need a business coach for, right? Is to help give you that plan and that direction. And that's what I think can be so valuable, but that's the first the second, like, you know, I am very into messaging. <laughs> like, yes. Your message has to be on point. And the stronger it is, the better everything else is going to work, right? Yeah, I think I want to have you on just, I don't want to like interrupt your flow, but like I want to no, have you on again, like on another episode just for us to like maybe even get someone on live and like <sighs> dial in some messaging. I think so good. Fun. I love like, that's all, you know, I, I have coaching calls with my, my booked up blueprint members and like so much of it, we are often talking about messaging and kind of, it can be really hard when you are trying to tell your own story or talk about your own approach or like tell people what you do. But then when you have sort of this like unbiased third party, hear it and then spew it back to you in a different way. You're like, oh yeah, like that sounds amazing. And that's exactly what I wanted to say. I just couldn't say it myself. Yes. So yeah, we could totally do some like copy channeling and things like that. Where yeah, we should do that. I don't even know what yeah. that means. Copy channeling? Oh, well, I just like, sometimes I just like take what people are saying or like who they work with and oh, I channel it into got like it, a message. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I was like, I wow, just, it's fancy. I've never heard that. <laughs> I just made that up. But like, I just flow with it, you know? It's just, because again, I find like when you're hearing from someone else's perspective, it's kind of I feel like I start to like, honestly, like beautiful mind this story together and mm. I can see what their message could be, but it's sometimes hard when it's yourself. Right. Yeah. But, but it is so important to do that work. And this is like the work, like Darcy and I probably spent like a month or more on this when we were starting our practice, figuring out like, what do we want to represent and who do we want to work with and what benefits do we even provide them and what's our approach and our philosophy. And then you put that into kind of, yeah, like a story. And so then when they, when people read it, one, they're engaged and they resonate with you and they're like, yeah, I really vibe with this. But two, they're like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I need. Like, I see that they can help me. And I, I think that that is missing from probably like 90% of the practitioners I work with that messaging piece just isn't there because it is that art and science that, that they haven't been taught, but it'll make your social work better. When you've got a strong message, it's going to make your email marketing, your ads, your workshops, your conversations in clinic, like everything will go more smoothly and you'll see more results when people connect with what you're saying. So I think that's like, do not skip step every yes. single time. Yes. Yeah. When I went to speak at Dr. Christie with the Illuminated Squad, speak at her um, event in January, 
like so many times what people think they want from me is to learn about Instagram, but like, Mm -hmm. really, it's like, it needs to go back a step. Like, and when I'm in a big group like that, I don't like to teach, but things like Instagram, because it's like, some people are advanced and they already Mm -hmm. know how to do all the stuff. And some people are like, I don't even know what you're saying right now. So I'm like, I'm going to talk about messaging because it is something that, you know, especially chiropractors, they just, that you're in this world. Well, not just chiropractors, anybody, you know, and you're like, yeah, you know, like we can help you because it just like removes the interference. I'm like, what are you talking? No. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you have to, I mean, I do, but you have to like, people don't know. What you're talking- I had a friend who's also a social media strategist the other day. I, cause we run a social media management agency, as you know, and I was like, Hey, will you just come and look at some of our accounts that we've been running for like three mm-hmm. years, just as an outside set of eyes. And she noticed two things that I was like, duh, this is what I teach. You idiot. It was like Webster certified on their bio. It didn't mm-hmm. say pregnancy anywhere. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what does that mean? Cause she doesn't know she's not in the world. And I was like, this is the stuff I teach and I even missed it. Yeah. So and it's so need, easy, right? Yeah. You just need somebody with an outside eye to kind of help you dial it in. Totally. And I think with that, it's like some people probably are looking for Webster certified chiropractors, right? Like maybe, especially more and more as it becomes more popular, like some women are seeking it out, but some women don't know what that is and they just want the pregnancy care. And so I find you always want to kind of do both because then you can educate. And I always say like, when in doubt, just use examples, right? Like what is an example of being Webster certified? Well, you know, you do pregnancy, prenatal, postpartum, like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just like use examples, paint the picture. If anyone takes anything away from today, just like start using more examples in your in your messaging, which can come through story. Um, yeah, it's it's so important. Like you probably hear this too. You probably hear it way more than I do, but like people will come to me and be like, Oh, I'm posting on social media and it's not working, or like, you know, why isn't it working? Whatever. And I'm looking, I'm like, well like your actual content, it's just not resonating. The message isn't clear of like who you're even connecting with. So you can post as much as you want, but if the message isn't connecting with anyone, then it's just going to like scroll, literally scroll right by people. There's so many places I want to take this conversation. And I'm so <laughs> you go, right yeah. now. Okay. So the first, I'm going to go back a step because I want to go back. Let's okay. Let's go back a step first. And then we'll talk about messaging. And then I want to ask you about networking. So, but first, just so anybody who's listening here is like, this is worth staying. Trust me. This is going to be a great conversation. This is how our conversations are. I know. I know. I get so excited. I'm like, Oh, this is so good. Okay. So let's go back to the things because this is so perfectly mirrors what I teach too about Instagram about you cannot reverse engineer because like on the surface, you're like, well, I'm doing what all these other people are doing. I'm like, oh girl, it's so much more. It's like, it's the, it's, and I guess that actually does tie into networking. So we can go ahead and go there, but like people assume that. So even if you have an online only business or if you have a brick and mortar business, it doesn't matter. They forget that there's that one-on-one human connection, that networking piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that, that can't be skipped. Even if you're online even if, you know, whatever, like that, even on a platform, I heard somebody the other day say, it's not social media, it's social networking. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people like, cause sometimes people are like, I, you know, I don't know if this is working. Like, is my business growing? Sometimes you can't tell. I'm like, are you having conversations? Conversations yes. are like the key to business growth. If you are having a ton of conversations, even just people in the line at the coffee shop, or, you know, you're talking <laughs> yes. with people on social media, or you're like having, you know, you're getting emails of people connecting with you and things like those conversations are a great sign that you're moving things in the right direction. If you're just posting silently on social media and no one is connecting with you and you're not connecting with anyone, like that's a sign that you, you're not really doing all the pieces, right? You're just doing what, what you can see. And that's actually, I was going to say the third thing that is like the behind the scenes piece that I think people cannot skip is like the system that comes after you get out there, which is conversation a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like connecting with people in the DMs, moving them to your email list, inviting them for free calls, like all the things that you can only do really through conversation, I find. 
Yeah. So we, one thing we are going to start doing with our uh, agency clients is instead of saying, click the link in our bio to book an appointment, we're going to start saying, comment the word schedule or comment the word appointment or whatever. And we'll follow up with you because that just like creates one more connection point. Totally. And it's so funny. Like when I first moved here, I'm like, I want to have a DM conversation with whatever new chiropractor I choose because I need them to kind of like have a little bit of my back. I don't know. It's just weird. Like you just kind of want to have that personal connection with somebody. Totally. And it could even be like, you know, you and I connected on Instagram. So it could be like people that you form professional relationships with or who knows, but like, you gotta have the conversations and that's happening. I mean, yeah, it might be happening in the comments, but like that's happening in the DMS behind the scenes. Like you cannot see that happening, but it's such an important piece to, I think, social media working, but also just your business growth. I had someone the other day that was saying, well, it's just not working. We're doing everything and it's not working. And I was like, well, are you like going out and commenting on other people in your like local businesses in your area? They're like, yeah. And so I was like, well, do you mind if I log in? Because if you're doing that and like all this is still not working, like, can I log into your account? Do you mind? And I was looking at the activity and it was like, they hadn't, it was like one comment, like a month ago. I'm like, yeah. No, like you got to actually like, and you, it's not going to take as much time as you grow. Right. Because then no. you're going to get more referrals and you're going to have more word of mouth. But we, when you are in that growth phase, you have to be willing to do those things. Yes. I mean, it's part of it. And I think, again, it's just because we can't see it. People don't recognize that it's as big a part, but it's like a bigger part. Like you oh. see me, I'm posting like one time a week, but that doesn't mean that that's all I'm doing on social media, right? Like right. I'm chit-chatting behind the scenes. I'm commenting on other people's stuff. You know, you're tagging people. Like there's I think, you know, I always say it's like, there's a difference between doing it and doing it really well and doing something properly, right? Like you really got to mm-hmm. execute a strategy properly, like use all this, the features and the tools available to you. If we're talking about Instagram to like really make it work. And it also means doing it consistently. So yeah, you know, I wish business was just as easy as like what we think it is of like posting oh, no. a couple of things and it grows, yeah. but like, you know, it takes a lot of work, but like you said, you know, if you're doing the right things from the beginning, as you grow, it should get easier and it should become less. Like now we don't post at all for our practice because we don't want to, and we don't need to. So we don't, but you know, in the beginning we did in the beginning, we were active. So, you know, if you can put the right pieces in place from the beginning, it does get easier, <laughs> but you do have to put the work in. in the I, do you follow Susie Moore or listen to any of her stuff or let it be easy? Susie Moore, yeah, book? yeah. Yeah, I love her. I love her book, Let It Be Easy. And I, I love her podcast because each episode is like seven minutes long, which is so oh, funny. Nice. So she had this episode recently that was like, the title was more is when more is more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hmm, it piqued my interest because it's like so opposite of everything I'm trying to heal from, which is like the hustle culture and like, mm. no, less is more, less is, you know? So I'm like, huh, Susie Moore, the easy part, the let it be easy person is, has an episode that says when more is more. And I was like, I got to listen to this. And it was talking about how, like she was talking about like content creation or anything. She's like, if I create 10 videos, you know, three can suck and seven, mm. can, like three can be mediocre. And then, yeah. you know, four can be great. Whereas if I create one, one. Like that one has to be really good. It's a lot of pressure. Yes. And people put so much pressure on themselves, right? They're like, yes. I've, I've been re-editing this post for the last week. What do you think of it? And I'm like, I think it's time to get it out there because yeah. you're going to be creating another one next yeah. week and another Just one. Do it another again. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think that same thing applies to networking too. It's like the one conversation. It's like, no, you need to be having lots of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so funny, the more is more thing, because I really am still in the like less is more camp, but I think what we try, well, like we just all have kind of the tendency to do is like, want to do more different things, like spread ourselves so thin where it's like, you want to be doing fewer things, but more of that one thing, right? Like you just want to do a lot of very few things. (laughs) You know what? I've never thought about it that way. Like I'm also still very much in the less is more camp and Susie's definitely not saying, you know, do more, but I loved that way of thinking about it because it actually felt so freeing and so much less pressure to be like, okay, I got to get this one thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 
you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves, like all of us. But I think when you're new in business too, right? Like you just think that everything is make or break. And then you start to realize like, oh, like that doesn't matter. Like each yeah. individual thing on its own matters very, very little, right? Yeah. It's more the culmination of things, the consistency of things and the build over time. And you can only get that build over time by doing things like over and over and over and over. Yeah. I had to do the same with my blog for one thing. I don't love the, like my podcast page on my website. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. but, but it's out there. Right. And the information's still there. I'm like, yeah, like some spacing and some design issues that I don't love, but I'm like, whatever. And then like, so my, my podcast producer does my blog posts and like, she basically takes these show notes and makes it into a blog post and the mm-hmm. information. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's not exactly how I would have said it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's great. I know it, it's a really, it's like, it releases a lot of pressure, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you have another great month in business and you get more clients, you do more of this stuff. And it just proves it gives you more evidence that like, wow, okay. Not every little thing has to be perfect. Like to be honest, and I've actually don't know if I've shared this before. Like, I don't like the name of my program booked up blueprint. Like I don't like it at all, to be honest, really? but no, but I just named it five and a half years ago and I haven't changed it since, but because I'm like, it's not worth it to me to change it. People know it now. You just, because you get an idea that something isn't good, doesn't mean it actually has to be changed, right? It doesn't mean that it's bad or it's going to, you know, like influence your, your business negatively. So I don't know. I try and like let things go for as long as I can. <laughs> like I had a website I hated for like four years. It's funny. I do. I do like the name booked up. Blue <laughs> yeah. So clear as to what it is. And I've like told people about you. I'm like, Oh, you need my friend Kate's class booked up blueprint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah. what I mean. Just because you like, I don't like it. Mm-hmm doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean other people don't like it. And doesn't mean it really means anything either way. If people don't like it, they still join it. Like there's, there's just so many pieces to everything, but that's just an example. Like I I think sometimes we use it as like a procrastination tool to be like, okay, I've got to rebrand. I've got to change this. Like if I had to rebrand, that's months of work. And like, Uh do I really like, is it really worth it? But I think it's easy to fall into the trap of like, oh yeah, I need to rebrand my name or I need to make a new logo or I need to do these things because I don't like it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk about to like some things that clinicians can do or any of these people, you know, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about retention. Mm, you and know, like I love retention. Rebooking. <laughs> yeah. Rebookings. I think so many times people think, I always try to tell them with Instagram, it's not just about attracting new people. I mean, yeah, if you're like brand new, then Mm -hmm. right. But it's also about retaining and getting the people who are already in to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make your life a whole lot easier. I don't have the stat on it right now, but you know, it's like significantly less costly and and Uh easier to retain people as it is to attract new people. And and you don't want to be a revolving door, but yeah, it's interesting. You say this. I actually, at one of my recent masterclasses, I had someone ask me like, how do you respectfully tell your clients to rebook? And I was like, well, the fact that you, I'm like, there's two pieces here, you know, how you actually do it. But I think the fact that you're asking how you respectfully do it shows that there's like a bit of a mindset block around it that you think inherently it's disrespectful to be telling your clients to rebook or you think that they're doing you a favor you're doing yeah. them a favor like yeah exactly. favor, but like you're fixing their problem yeah so i i kind of think just like how you had that episode on like healing your toxic relationship with yeah. with social media you kind of got to do that with like retention and rebooking because otherwise, if you're always in this place of like, oh, I'm pushing them, I'm forcing them to rebook, they're doing me a favor, you're never going to be serving them like you sh- like you should be. And you're never going to get the rebookings because how I like to think about it is like, making a professional recommendation. And we do that with all kinds of things. Like, you know, chiropractors are probably recommending different foam rollers to their patients, you know, like naturopaths and nutritionists are probably recommending different supplements or different foods. When you're doing that, you are selling for all of these other companies. So you've got to make professional recommendations for what people need in their care. And if that is seeing you again, 
that's what you need to tell them, right? Like you have a, I think as a practitioner, a responsibility to be helping these people get the results that they've come to you for. And if that means that they need to see you again, or maybe five more times or 10 more times, like you have to tell them or else you're not doing your actual job. No. And like, well, I just have a recent example of like, I had like an acute neck, like my neck was just killing and I was getting adjusted, but I was, you know, I was going like once a week or once every like 10 days and it just Mm -hmm. was not clearing up. And then one of my clients was like, you need to be, you need to go like a couple times a week until it's cleared up. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I almost felt because my car, I love my chiropractor. He's like, just, you know, see how you feel. Yep. And I'm like, well, no, like, I want you to tell me <laughs> like, yeah. because then I feel like I'm almost being a hypochondriac. And then yes. I start to feel weird. I'm like, wait, why am I back? Like, does he, is he going to think it's weird that I'm back? Yes. And I really would have rather him just said, come back in two days and then come back two days. Let's knock this out. Yes, exactly. People want to hear the truth. They want to hit their health goals, right? Whether it's like relieving the neck pain or, you know, getting pregnant or whatever their different health goal is like, they want to achieve it. So whatever they got to do they'll do it. And if for whatever reason, it doesn't suit their schedule or their finances, like they can tell you, but like, as a practitioner, you are not in charge of your patient's finances or their schedule or any of these things, like you are in charge of their care. And I think that when we keep that top of mind of like, how do I help my patient get this result? It feels a little bit easier. And I think treatment planning is really helpful for that, right? Like if your chiropractor or whoever gave you like, okay, for us to get this back and feeling better, I suggest that you're going to come in X number of times for the next couple of weeks, then we can really knock it out. Then we'll reassess and see how you feel. Then you're like, okay, that's a plan that makes sense. I get it. Now he doesn't have to say, or they don't have to say every single time, come in again, come in again, come in again. You already kind of know the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really am big on treatment planning. Even if you're like, I work with, um, you know, more spiritual practitioners too, like Reiki practitioners or working in energetics. And like, maybe you're not calling it a treatment plan, but you still want some sort of overarching direction that you're taking people in so that they can kind of have clear expectations. All of these things are so important in rebooking. When you do that, the easiest part is just telling them to come back in because they have the expectation. They understand the plan. They're on board. And then you tell them to come back in. They're like, great. I was going to this awesome new massage therapist around like over the holidays. I haven't been back and I wish she would just text. It would take me two seconds to book an appointment. She books online, but like, if she would just text me and be like, Hey, do you Mm -hmm. want to come back in? I haven't seen you in a while. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I love like rebook, rebook people in clinic. Cause it yeah. saves you a lot of work, but you know, some people fall off or they don't need it right away or whatever. So I like what I call kind of like medium term retention strategies. Mm. So like maybe after that initial course of care or within it, how are you helping people actually like maintain their results long-term and how are you supporting them like over the year and longer? So that's things. Yeah. Like follow-ups, you can automate maintenance visits. You can reinvigorate patients every few months. Like These are very easy strategies that are like little more than just texting people like, or, or emailing, like they're not complicated, but you do have to be like, okay, I'm going to block time in my schedule. Here's who I'm going to connect with. And here's what I'm going to say, but it's not that complicated. Yeah. I mean, I think about like Reiki, like if you come in, like, see, you're having like a, like fresh trauma, you're in crisis. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay to be like, Hey, let's, you're going to need to come have a few more sessions and then you can. And then, and then we'll see how it goes, or then we'll spread it out. Or, you know, then let's see you in three months, just to make sure that we're kind of maintaining where you're at or whatever, right? Like everyone's situation is going to be different. I think having the language around this is what a lot of practitioners kind of struggle with. Like they just don't know what to say. That's why I'm like, I give a lot of scripts and a lot of templates because, and and you were in sales before too. Like, I'm sure you had lots of scripts and things and yeah. They just become so commonplace that they become your words. Yeah, but it helps big time to give you that framework of what to say confidently. Well, even in parenting, I follow Dr. Becky at Good Inside and she has these parenting scripts. And this morning I had like a major win because my daughter, my six-year-old, <laughs> a huge meltdown, like literally screaming, like throwing her socks, did not want to go to school. And I knew it's because her teacher was gone all last week. I was out of town mm-hmm. over the weekend. She played hard with her cousins. She's like, 
okay, is my teacher going to be back? Because I don't like it when my teacher's not there. Mom was gone all weekend. So Mm -hmm. I want to be with mom. And so instead of getting mad or frustrated with her, I like use my little scripts and I'm just like, I understand, you know, I'm just like, you know, we just, and we worked through it. That's like, so oh. good. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it took a while, but then she went like, it's like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes scripts really do come in handy. Oh, they come in so handy, but I'm sure it's like, you kind of had to practice it a bit or you had to kind of like oh. think about it. Yes. <laughs> your emotions take over. Yeah. So you're right. Anxious about sales and you're nervous that you're going to look pushy. Mm-hmm. That script just allows you to kind of bypass that emotional response that's yeah. going to take over. Totally, totally. So like I always suggest to my clients, like practice what you're going to say in the shower, practice while you're driving, practice while you're walking. So that it just becomes like it flows naturally for you. And it can kind of like, like today, like for you, like yeah. spring to mind and be like, oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is so strong. I was like, wait, you can do it. Well, and then two, I, I mean, this is like a whole other episode, a whole other, I don't know. I think you need this is like a whole other layer of work, but it's like, Mm. if you don't even believe what you're saying, yeah. I mean, we're not, don't misunderstand. We're not saying that you need to be talking somebody into something that they don't need. No, no, no. Like, and I always tell people, I'm like, if you don't believe in what it is, then why would you, nobody else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like a hundred percent. And I think, you know, confidence is a big thing, especially if you're new, you're not going to feel hundred percent confident right away. But the the best way I think, or at least I've found in my experience that you gain confidence is just by practicing, right. And yeah. doing it and you do it a little bit more and you get a little better. Like when I first started real estate, like I was not as good with my clients as I was eight years later. I'm, you know, even now I have people tell me like, Oh, I feel like my program could be better or whatever. I'm like, you think that my program now is what it was five years ago or how I coach people now is how I coach five years ago. Like I've gotten better too. So, you know, we just practice and practice, of course but it can be better. It'll always be better. Like there's all, yeah. you're always going to be iterating. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the theme I've had with every guest I've had on the show so far. I'm like, can we just pause and talk about all the iterations you've probably had of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have to get this thing. It's not ever going to be the the thing once you get it out. Like it's going to be, and I even caught myself falling into that this weekend. You know, I just went to that amazing retreat in Nashville. I was like, oh, can I pay you for your time when we get back and just like, tell me everything you've learned about like mistakes you've made. And I'm like, cause I'm going to get it right the first time. And I'm like, no, my first retreat is probably <laughs> going to be like, there's even if I take the time to like learn from them, there's still yeah. going to be things. That- <laughs> and, and look, even if it goes perfectly, uh-huh. And I say, you know, perfectly the very first time, it doesn't mean that you're not going to grow and expand in two years from now and be like, okay, now I'm going to take it to this whole other level. You might get it right for your first level the first time, but like your current level won't be your level forever, right? You're always like, I find anyone who is a business owner and just people these days in general who are curious, like we're constantly learning, we're evolving, we're ever changing. There's so much more information coming at us that like what we think and feel and believe today, like it's going to shift, which is going to shift everything else. So honestly, I find like, go with it. The faster you make decisions, then the faster you get it out there, the faster you get feedback, the faster you can reiterate that. Yeah. Like go, I I like to do things properly. You don't want to like, you know, wrap a little turd in a bow and put it out there, but like, you know, you like, you kind of got to move with some speed or else you lose momentum. I find No, I totally agree. Um, so I have two more things I want to talk about yeah. in our time and they're kind of different, but kind of not. So going back to the messaging, Dr. Kimmy, mm. if you're listening, I know this is a question you've asked me a, a thousand times. And I think Kate probably has a better way of answering because you and I have talked about this. No, you and I have talked about this. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give Dr. Kimmy, because this is an example I see with not just one practitioner. This is common. It's just Darcy. And is he the only, or do you have associates? We have an associate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they practice the same type of Yep. Yep. Very similar. So Dr. My, my client, Dr. Kimmy, who I love her husband is like sports rehab. She is pregnancy and baby very Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like stress. And so she's like, I don't know how to like merge the two. Like she's specifically asking about her Instagram page, but just in general, you know, me, I'm always like, you don't need two pages because that's just going to (gasps) be two places to split your attention. Mm -hmm. How, like, how do you coach somebody through that? 
Yeah. And that's really common actually. Like yeah, whether, right. whether you're a multidisciplinary clinic who just serves a lot of different things or, or like I work with a lot of husband and wife kind of duos where one will, it's often like, you know, more sports stuff or more like active injuries. And the other might work in like, yeah, with women's health or, you know, yeah. prenatal postpartum, whatever. So this is why I actually teach like the way I teach niching is maybe a little bit different where I think it's very helpful in healthcare to have two levels of niche. So you have what I call your practice level niche, which is like your brand level niche. This is like your overarching umbrella. And then within it, I call the marketing level niches because they're sort of like more specific what you marketing market to that are under this umbrella. So in this example, I would think that like your marketing level niches might be like, what was it? Sports. Uh, One is more sports. Yeah. Like uh, chiropractors. Yeah. Yeah. So like sports, active injuries, maybe active individuals, things like that. And then maybe she has a couple marketing level niches of pregnancy, postpartum, pediatrics, whatever. Like you can have maybe multiple kind of core areas under this niche. But I think where the challenge comes in is people are like, they don't know how, what you want to do is create that one brand level niche that sort of encompasses both. And I think it's going to be different for everybody, but you want to find like, what is the golden thread that connects these things? Mm. So it could be like, you know, I have some who are like, we support active families. And so it's like, Mm. they're active families who have, whether you have sports related injuries or whether it's sort of the more women's health stuff, And that's kind of their practice level niche. It could be that we like, I've got um, a multidisciplinary naturopathic clinic that each clinician has their like a very specific focus in their practice. Like one is cancer care, one is women's health, one is immune. And so they're, and so it's very different, but their practice level niche, their sort of brand approach is like, we only hire practitioners who are experts in their field. We are experts in each of our areas. So yeah, so you can kind of come up with like your angle for it. It could also just be like, we're a husband and wife duo and, you know, we're here to support the, you know, two different things. Like, yeah, right. Like you can kind of, I think like massage the story a little bit. It could be like, I have another husband and wife team, actually massage therapist and personal trainer. And so they do kind of different things, but they have a very common approach to how they look at the body. And so that's kind of their practice level niche is like their philosophy on your body and and movement. So I think everybody's going to be different, but you kind of want to look for like, what is the commonality between them, whether it's common people, common approach, common philosophy, whether you, it's just like, you kind of make something up to find that commonality, but yeah, you want to connect them a little bit so that there is that like continuity. Um, yeah, I hope that, I hope that helps. <laughs> that was so helpful. I've never thought of it that way. And I'm totally going to steal that. I'm going like, to go for it. That. That's great. Because I'm thinking too, like, then we can go, cause this is what I've told her before. I'm like, then we can go look at your insights and like, okay, mm-hmm. if your audience is on this Instagram account, let's say is 75% women, then we can do three quarters of the posts are catered towards yours. And then like one quarter is towards. Yeah. And I think even also like, I've got people who kind of like have one niche on Instagram and like one, another niche in practice. Cause like they get a ton of referrals from their clinic for something. And so it's like, I feel like you can adapt it based on your insights on, on social media. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, just like you said, yeah, there's, there's a lot of flexibility in this. Like, I I think we often get so rigid, but everyone's going to be so different and unique. Yeah. And then just see what sticks, like what, you know, cause yeah, I've, I've heard, I've told the story a few times about, I have a functional medicine MD and she does treat men. She does hormones. She, she (laughs) does see men. She's a lot of men in her practice, but her followers are majority women. Mm -hmm. So we do some men's health content on her Instagram, but it's majority women because that's just who follows her. Yeah, for sure. And so probably for that, like Instagram channel, Mm -hmm. she probably mostly gets patients for that one kind of niche, but then maybe she has other channels into her practice that bring the other people in or once the, once the, they're the referrals for testosterone or whatever, you know, so the last thing I actually want to talk about is email. 
email, email, email. I love your, so we did, if you got in, Kate and I did this really cool black Friday bundle. It was really wildly successful with, I had my social media templates and you had your email templates Mm -hmm. and we'll make sure we link the email vault below, but it's so great. I think that so I'm one of those people, I had um, Allison Hardy on the show. She's an email marketing funnel expert. Oh, cool. And I'm one of those people who's like, don't feel like you have to do everything. Like pick what, you know, I'm, I'm very much like pick what you enjoy. But when it comes to email, that's just one thing. I'm like, you can't sleep on it. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Like to me, I feel like it's just like very, I think it's a really good one for a lot of people. I, I, I honestly don't think it's necessary. Like we don't email our practice okay. at okay. all. So Good I think it really depends, but I think if you're starting and like you're in that growth phase, it is very helpful to have an email list because like you control it so much and it just converts so much better. It has better visibility and reach. I find than social. I don't know if you find that, but like, and I think especially if you are a virtual practitioner of some kind, it's really helpful because, and and even if you're brick and mortar, but like, I find the brick and mortar, it's like when you have that in-person face-to-face connection with people, I find it somehow deeper than online when you maybe haven't met them. And so when you're online, like having that email community, I call it, like I call them community emails rather than newsletters. It's like, you really can build a connection with people so nicely and we were talking about like making things easier as you grow, you can send like one email and it reaches more and more and more and more and more people every time as your email list grows. So it's just like amplifying your effort. So, yeah. well, what we do for our clients is we just take an Instagram post yeah. and we just make it into an email. Like we don't 100%. rewrite something new. No. Um, one of the biggest mistakes you can make with email is calling it your March newsletter, your April yeah. newsletter and the subject line. Cause no one's going to open that, no. but it needs to be like something specific, like feeling, you know, spring is like something you're feeling allergies. Like you're like, Oh yeah. Everybody's having allergies right now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. something that's time, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to open this. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And, and I think conversational, like mm-hmm. I really, a lot of my, a lot of my clients and like a lot of brick and mortar of my clients to do email. I do think it is helpful. They say like pretty much every time they send an email, they get people booking in, whether it's new people, whether it's their past patients rebooking, like it's a very helpful tool for bookings, but also just for staying in touch and top of mind and building well, that loyalty. I have a script too, um, and we can link it in the show notes. It's like to email your patients, to ask them to follow you on Instagram. Mm, That's a good one. I always say, don't do it right away. Like wait, like if you're just starting, wait until you've got some good meat on there. And we always suggest that everyone have a a community story highlight. That's like, Mm -hmm. you know, here's what's going on in the, in town type thing. I love that. So then you become your Instagram account. Isn't just like here are some stretches, which is great. Like people do want the stretches and the exercises and all that because it, it builds that authority in their mind of who you are too. But also like, then your account becomes like a little resource. Like, Oh, I'm going to go check on the account and see mm. what's going on this weekend in town. Or like, Ooh, I've never heard of that coffee shop. I'm going to go check it out. Or yeah, I don't know. And it again, just creates that personal connection, mm-hmm. like humanizes mm-hmm. everything, right? Like humanizes you as the practitioner and just the whole, um, interaction. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I'll just say email and say, Hey, follow us on it. If you're not following us on Instagram, come say hi. Like we'd love your support. And you know, this is what you get out of following us like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then you have even more of that community. Um, well, Dr. Nicole, our mutual, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she loves the email, but her Instagram is so engaged because, mm-hmm. And we've now since taken it over, we don't do her stories. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to take, cause she's so good at her. She's stories. Good, like, really good at that. I'm like, you please don't like you keep doing it, but she has such an engaged comment section because she did the work in the front. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's done a really good job probably with your help of like creating that sense of community. Like she's yes. constantly tagging others in the community and it really feels like she's a member of the community. And so then others are, you know, she's built a little community ecosystem, but then she's also part of her like, you know, larger geographic community. Yeah. She's done an amazing job. 
Yeah, she's great. I'm gonna have her on the show too. She's just oh my god, yeah. Right now, they're yeah. Houses. She hired an associate. Like <laughs> they're doing big things, and they're they're another husband and wife duo actually that yeah. did like a really really good job kind of creating that brand level niche for for yeah, different we niches. We do both beneath. their pages now. We do Jay, yeah. we do Jay's now. Their pages are separate only because Jay, yeah, has like an online and he can see people anywhere. But yeah, it's really cool. So Kate, how do we find you? I know you have a masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one of the best ways to kind of learn about me, see what I'm about and, and see how I kind of teach and actually have built our own, our own practice. So you can go to www. You actually have to put that in first, actually. It's like, it's so weird, but you have to put in the, the www katematheson.com slash fully booked. And I kind of take you behind the scenes of our own practice and how we took it from zero to fully booked in four and a half months and show you how you can do the same. Uh, Cause it's very possible that you do not have to wait years and years to build a practice that you love and makes you money and does great things. Yeah. I can't wait. I will, um, we'll link that in the show notes too. And then of course, Instagram too. Yeah. Yeah. Kate's Kate will come say hi on Instagram. I feel like we have covered like A to Z here. So enjoy friends, like dive into our, our like crazy mind. Yeah. Well, welcome to the inner workings of our brains. All right. Well, we'll do another episode though in a couple months and we'll, we'll see if, so if you, if you're listening to this and you feel like you need help with your messaging, send me a message and on Instagram Mm -hmm. and we'll, we could like, if you're brave enough, have you on the show, we could do like a little live That'd be messaging fun. rapid fire. How fun would that be? Yeah, that'd be really fun. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Kate. Oh, so fun to be here. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.